Bitcoin. Good morning, Bitcoiners. Welcome to your market update for July 27th, 2017. This was a huge week for Bitcoin. Um, the SEC made a pretty big announcement that's going to have uh, large ramifications going forward. BTCE went offline. Uh, the price dipped. We had a hacker arrested in Greece. Um, all sorts of stuff is happening, but Bitcoin soldiers on. Look, the price is doing just fine. Um, oh, I did not forget. There is a couple hard forks that are trying to uh, FUD everybody out here. So, I mean, just Bitcoin is there's so much going on. There's so many so much negative news. If we get a couple positive headlines here over the next week, this price could go close to all time highs very, very quickly. But let's uh, we'll talk about that stuff a little bit more in depth. Let's go right into a market update on Bitstamp. We have twenty eight eighty four and the U.S. Sorry, the uh, OK coin quarterlies is at twenty five twenty seven. So there is a pretty large looks like about a $50 discount on the, the quarterly futures, the three-month future contracts. Uh, so a lot of this negative news out there is taking its toll on the futures markets, but the spot price is hanging very strong. So watch for a whiplash effect where the, the, the futures price will shoot right past the spot price back to a premium. Okay, what else do we have here? The local Bitcoin's volume over the last 24 hours, 5.2 million. That is uh, on the lower side of average. So I, th I expect this to pick up to replace some of these coins that maybe people will lose on BTCE. Maybe people, because the, well, we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, and this alpha base thing is only a week old as well. So uh, the alpha base closure. So a lot of people will try, be trying to replace their Bitcoins. So I'm looking for local Bitcoins volume to pick up. On-chain, 24-hour volume, $676 million worth of Bitcoin transacted. This has been going up just perfectly fine. The average transaction size is uh, $2,842. That, that is, I checked this yesterday specifically, and it was $3,000 for the average transaction size yesterday, which is very, very healthy. That is a big um, measure of demand in my book. Now, don't forget, all these are fundamentals or pseudo fundamentals. We don't really know what we can measure quite yet as fundamentals in Bitcoin, um, but these are what I I track and I look at. I think they confirm um, your narrative. So when you're trading, you do some technical analysis and then you kind of go in and you build this narrative with the fundamentals and you try to um, build your story so these these are what i i am using right now okay mempool ah, just very very low 7.7 .7 megabytes i mean it's uh, there there is no waiting on bitcoin blockchain right now or bitcoin network to get your transaction through fees are very very low there's there's no problem at all with the network it's functioning just fine and and we're at all time we're near all-time highs people this is amazing that we've been this high for this long with this much bad news and the price is rock solid there if we were to drop now i mean there would be buyers there's buyers now we've seen buyers at 2400 um just buying this price right back up 
So it's going to be very, very hard to drop below 2,400 at this point. Um, and I think that, again, we're going to uh, attack those all-time highs here shortly. Maybe not before August 1st, but uh, August 2nd, I think we'll be near all-time highs. All right. Uh, difficulty adjust, uh, estimate is it's supposed to be adjusted today, 6.7% increase. This is a big one because now we can start counting SegWit blocks towards true activation. BIP91 is what has been activated right now, and that um, rejects any non-signaling blocks. So if, if we go through this adjustment period, uh, difficulty adjustment period today, just fine. I'll be watching that. It probably will have happened before I get this out here in a couple hours. Um, if that goes through just fine, we're going to be starting to count SegWit blocks at 100%, just like we have 100% SegWit blocks right now. Um, and then after this, after this whole difficulty adjustment period, we're over 95%, which will be at 100%, then SegWit will actually be activated. And we'll need to there's a grace period built in there for everyone to kind of get their ducks in a row before people can actually start using SegWit. So um, it'll take about a month from today until people can actually use SegWit, but it'll be two weeks from today until it locks in. Or a little bit less than two weeks. It's like 13 days or something. Okay, um, let, let's talk about the traditional markets. Bitcoin. Okay, so uh, DXY, this is a, you know an ongoing story here on the show. And I do listen to Tone Vase, and I respect him a lot. And this this show, this market update, has a lot in common with what he does. This this is the audio version, um, but uh, I interpret this DXY as dollar weakness. You know, he's he's saying that it's mainly against the the euro, which is true. It is uh, about sixty percent weighted against the euro. So if the euro is getting stronger, then the dollar will. Be getting relatively weaker, uh, but there is forty percent of other things: uh, the UK pound and also the uh, Japanese yen. They make up uh, a significant portion of this as well. But if you look at the dollar versus almost every other currency, remember the strongest currency, the strong weak pair in forex right now is uh, the Canadian dollar, which is the strongest currency in the world right now, and uh, versus the weakest currency, which is the US dollar. The dollar CAD is the strong weak pair. Now, the dollar is weakening against every other currency. Maybe not the Swiss franc at this uh, this week because the Swiss franc is having a tough week, but um, it's weakening against the yen, the, the Aussie dollar, the, the Kiwi dollar, the pound, the euro. It's weakening against every currency, or at least a majority of them. It is the weakest currency out there now um this does not represent inflation now it's not you know because inflation is price level but uh you know if everything is a free floating exchange rate i think this is a at least says something about inflation and it's it's interesting to think that we just had the fed uh july meeting and um there was really no change no one was expecting any sort of interest rate uh, change at this this meeting, but they they didn't really make any big moves or change any language drastically, other than saying you know expe uh, inflation expectations um, are disappointing, and so if the dollar is not 
inflation, quote unquote inflation, is not meeting their targets, but the dollar is dropping drastically against these other currencies, what does that tell us about the other currencies' inflation? Right? That it's they've they're strengthening. And when when you are dealing with um, international trade and global globalized markets, I mean, this is a very big deal and will lead directly to inflation or deflation, or at least an increase or decrease in the price level. So um, it's not an exact inflation measure, but come on, are you telling me that a 10% drop in relative strength of a currency is not a big deal? And remember, the dollar, it's the petrodollar standard. So if oil is going down, if you are bearish on oil, which most people should be, I agree with that. Um, if you're bearish oil, pe- fewer people are going to be wanting your dollars to buy oil, right? They're going, they're going to need to buy less dollars to buy oil. So there's less demand and the price will drop even more or the relative strength of the dollar will drop even more. Um, if the Fed is tightening, this is the whole idea here. If the Fed is tightening, they're going to crash the markets because all of this money printing has gone directly into the stock market. That's why I say the stock market is the real measure of inflation. I was recently on um, Bitcoin Uncensored with Krista Rose. We did a little chat and uh, it was really fun to meet him. I, I had a good time talking with him and um, he's always kind of made me question my my beliefs in the past and it was fun to talk to him, but he was trying to t- get me into saying that I believed in hidden inflation. I don't believe in hidden inflation. I believe that inflation shows up in different parts of the economy at different times. It's not like a general inflation doesn't show up as like a general price increase. Okay. Inflation shows up first in financial assets because of the way the increased supply of money enters the economy. So it get pumps up the stock market first and pumps up bonds. You know, and it eventually works its way into real estate and other things. So it takes years for it to get to Main Street, at least in this this current regime, this current way that they print money. Now, if they did like an airdrop, right? Like uh, Ben Bernanke is famous for talking about throwing money out of a helicopter to people, a helicopter drop. Then, um, yeah, you see a very quickly you'd see a general price increase. So maybe that's where they're going on this next round. They'll just cut everybody like a, a $5,000 check to every man, woman, and child in the United States. And that will definitely increase the inflation or their measure of inflation. CPI is a very bad measure that every year it's tweaked. If you measure it at the same way they measured it back in 1990 or uh, 1980, the inflation rate would be much higher than it is today. So that that's what I had to say about the DXY. We are entering some very good support here right around this level uh, 92 to 93 is very big support for the dollar Uh, so i I do expect us to have a short-lived rally here um, but eventually it's going to break that i mean just several years ago we were in in the low 80s and then back if you go back to i think it's like oh let me take a look at this chart if you go back to 2000 and 13 2012 2013 we're in the 70s so why why wouldn't we be able to go back to that area i i don't understand i i think this will eventually get back to the low 80s high 70s there's going to be some major well there's some major support in the mid 80s 
So we'll, we'll definitely be getting back there within the next year, I think. And, and we'll see how the Fed responds to that. So let's SPX is, like I said, that is kind of my true measure of inflation because the economy is hollowed out. U.S. manufacturing, um, U.S. jobs, like the total number of jobs in the U.S. is way drastically reduced. So what if the unemployment rate is officially four and a half percent? There's 20 or 30 million people out of work over the last five, 10 years. So the, the, the economy is hollowed out. There's not much um, activity out there. It's all just financialization, or at least probably 75% of any sort of gains here in the S&P are uh, financialization. And this has to deal with, this st- deals with like your average return. So if you're indexing your funds, like John Seth and Chris DeRose say, to just go and index your funds, well, and you're getting 9.2% or something, 9.1% um, at yearly average, then uh Really, you're just keeping up with inflation in my mind. For the last 10 years, this is completely just a measure of inflation. Okay, um, I beat that one to death. Gold is approaching these this trend line since 2011. Uh, not much has changed here. I think if it does break out, um, we could see a significant move. But I still am like... A significant move for gold would be 10%. A significant move for Bitcoin would be 50%. So there's no reason, um, as a monetary metal, gold is dead. And there's no reason to like own it long term. Um, it is a better investment than I think the stock market long term. So, um, cause get this here. Let me talk a little bit more about SPX. So the S&P 500 has increased like 18% since Donald Trump got into office. 18% in less than a year. What has it been? Eight months, nine months? Since Trump got uh, was elected, 18%. Even in your rosiest picture of 9.2% every, every year returns, you have to say that the S&P is overbought here. You have to. So I, I still expect the S&P to correct at least 10 to 20% from here. Um, get back to those historical levels of 9% or so. But, it, I mean, unless inflation is picking up big time, that's all I got. Let's get into some stories. Bitcoin. Okay, so these are my news bites. The SEC, obviously, everyone's heard this now. By now, um, they started talking about blockchain tokens are likely securities and how they have the right or the the duty to go after these things. Um, I don't like this. I really don't. I don't like regulation because regulation hurts more people than it helps. How do you pay for this regulation? Well, you have to suck money out of the economy elsewhere to stop this Ponzi scheme. So to stop a uh, a billion-dollar uh, uh, ICO bubble, you have to tax people $10 billion elsewhere in the economy. Plus, you have all the court structure built up, so you got to tax people for that. You know, all the lawyers. And it's just... Like just to me, it's just a huge, huge waste of money. And I don't like people losing money. I don't like people getting scammed out of their money, but you have to, to enforce a scam, to force laws against a scam. It has to be paid for from somewhere. And what you're doing is you're stopping innovation everywhere else in the economy. The best thing to do is educate people, educate people. And then you also let people uh, 
you know, kind of use their own devices. Hackers are really good here for this because they will go and attack these weak projects and they'll cr hopefully crash them before they get too big and get out of hand. Like they like ha that happened with the Dow. But another aspect of this SEC stuff was um, the bigger part of this announcement to me is that ex what exchanges are going to have to deal with now because they're going to have to have lawyers or something to make sure they're not offering securities on their exchanges. Poloniex, um, Coinbase, Kraken, all of these, Bifinex, anywhere that's like offering these um, tokens that are likely securities can't do it anymore. So is Ethereum going to be stop being traded? I mean, it's not safe from this this ruling here or this uh, announcement. Um, investors can't be reselling these securities either. They can't be reselling these securities illegally. So these whales are vulnerable. They will definitely be thinking twice before buying into these scams anymore. Places like Shapeshift that offer these securities to be instantly traded. That's definitely illegal. And I, I am... Right now, I'm really bearish on Shapeshift because, I mean, Eric Voorhees has already been in trouble with the SEC. And, I mean, I would think that they are looking into him almost immediately, right? Like, let's look at this guy's stuff because he's already had this problem with us before. Uh, he's he's His shit now is probably likely dealing with these illegal securities. So, um, I, I'm, I'm bearish on Shapeshift. Let's move on to BTCE's troubles. Um, BTCE has... Uh, I think been one of the solid exchanges over the years. They're one of the very first exchanges. They were anonymous, very low KYC and AML stuff, if if any. And they have one of the best service records in the industry over those years. Despite being run by anonymous people, like we didn't know exactly where their servers were. We didn't know who was running the site. But over the years, they'd built this credibility up and people were pretty comfortable with them. And um, so it was a pretty big deal when they went offline a couple days ago. And trapped a bunch of people's money. It's like 60,000 Bitcoins. Well, yesterday, WizSec, they're a group that has been investigating the Mt. Gox hack for years. They posted an update, which I linked to in the show notes. So go to BitcoinMarkets.com for this little bit more detailed show notes. I do link it in the SoundCloud comments here, wherever you're listening to this. But go to BitcoinMarkets.com for a little bit more in-depth show notes. Um, so they, they posted an update um, saying that their chief suspect in the Mt. Gox case was arrested in Greece. And they broke down the connection between this guy and all sorts of other major hacks that have happened over the past few years. And saying that BTCE, he played a pivotal role in BTCE. They at least knew him very well if he was not a co-founder or whatever. There's some rumors out there about that. Uh, but he played a major role in laundering a lot of this money. Up to $4 billion worth of Bitcoin, they say. Um, and yeah, so BTC has, has been offline. Um Hopefully they come back. I haven't been following this in the last 12 hours, but uh, hopefully they come back online and everybody can get at least a majority of their Bitcoin back. I don't know if they'll socialize losses or what. If there is any losses, who knows? Uh, there's at least, I'm guessing this guy's, this guy's probably a market maker on BTCE for many, many years. And when a, your biggest market maker goes, gets arrested, it's going to cause trouble with your exchange. Um, that's what I think kind of happened here. All right, um, now I'm going to get into these uh, Satoshi vision cultists, quote unquote, Satoshi's vision. Um, I'm noticing a huge push by these cultists lately on on every um, 
kind of social media outlet, but Twitter, you know, is my main one. So that's where I'm noticing it the most. Um, they are trying to hold back Bitcoin and SegWit. They're pushing Bitcoin Cash. They're pushing other forks and other, um, they're even pushing altcoins now, right? So it's funny. They're like, we need to uphold Satoshi's vision, but let's use Dash, right? It's, it's, freaking back so ass backwards um they constantly use the phrase satoshi's vision or quote bitcoin as originally designed they're cultists nothing more they see this world in an evil versus good good versus evil paradigm they are trying to tell you that bitcoin was created perfectly by an unerring god satoshi any attempt to use science to better Bitcoin is futile and against God's will, Satoshi's will. Of course, um, out of the other side of their mouth, they'll tell you that hard forks are what we should do. We need to do hard forks. We need to change this shit. But Satoshi was unerring. We need to re-implement his original vision. I mean, it's just so freaking like religious cult. I can't get over it. <laughs> They're interpreting things exactly the way they want. But... So we have a lot of these guys coming out of the woodwork, but people, I'll reiterate again that Bitcoin has, this last week, Bitcoin has survived so much. A hostile hard fork, creating of an altcoin, this Bitcoin cash. We've had the BTCE troubles. We've had the SEC revelations or whatever you want to call them. And we see, what, a $250 dip? Man, the price is so rock solid at this point. Um, I, I don't see how we can go under 2400 unless there is some other major uh, exchange that goes offline or some like very earth-shattering news. Um, going into August 1st, it's going to be a little bit hard to go up, so we'll probably see relative sideways plus or minus $100 from here. Um, so between, like say, 2750 and uh, 2500 for the next week and then after august 1st i hope nothing happens and we just go right on up bitcoin that's it for today guys thanks for listening my name is ansel lindner this is pow bitcoin if you like to support the show go to patreon.com forward slash bitcoin and markets for a dollar a month you can help me make more content uh, support me making the content that i do make thanks for listening